This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You may have seen a lot of these names talked about already, but I added a new name right now to this particular video. That's why it's called part two. Chris Olave has been added. Let's take a little gander at what might be on this video. The question is, when does he explode? Probably will be this week or next week if I had to guess. I, I, I don't really understand what's so difficult here. And now Marcus Andrews to the front stage. Smitty, no one's trading Josh Allen. JT's back. I'm not saying he's running back one or number one overall player going forward, but I'm saying if you don't think he can be, you aren't giving this man enough credit. There is no better time to use the phrase, the sky is the limit. Smitty, what are these two doing on the screen right now? All of that and more, the Fantasy Football Show, it begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. During the 7 p.m. show, I played a lot of this footage that you're seeing right here, but I added one more player. Get ready for it. Josh Allen. Smitty, no one's trading Josh Allen. Au contraire, Bob Frere. You you might just see somebody take a little nibble on a trade offer you send their way with Joshy Boy because they're worried about the elbow. They're worried about him making bad decisions in week number 10. They're thinking his fantasy football value got affected coming out of week 10. Nobody's selling him dirt cheap, but like with Kenneth Walker and ETN, you're looking at a player that he'll be a little bit cheaper, just a little bit cheaper than he should be. And if you've got a quarterback like Fields, you got a quarterback that's doing well, and some might say they'd rather have Fields, and that's my point here. I'd rather have Josh Allen. I know Fields is playing out of his mind, but Fields needs that running opportunity in order to deliver, and he'll get that most of the time, I I believe. You can't count Fields out going forward. You can't. He's a top five, six, top four to six quarterback play. Go forward. But this is still my QB one. I don't care how anybody's played last week, two weeks ago, the last four weeks in a row. This is my QB one. If I can go get my QB one at QB two or QB three pricing, I'm going to go do it before the playoffs. This is a time where where Kenneth Walker, ETN, now Josh Allen are a little bit cheaper than they should be. It's time to stock up. We know we're going into playoff season. It is time to get these guys on board because they can carry you. ETN can carry you. Walker can carry you. And Joshy Boy Allen can carry you. Don't be sleeping at the wheel when there's little discounts to be had out there in the fantasy football space. Do it live. It's time to buy. I absolutely love Chris Olave moving forward. This guy can play like a wide receiver one. He'll dance in the wide receiver two, three, one territory up and down all year long. But what I'm here to tell you is this guy is an elite talent about to, to go on the course that a normal rookie goes on where they kind of come and go. And then right after double digit weeks, they bounce back on a holy terror. Think Jamar Chase last year. Rookie wide receiver, big explosion, goes dormant for, for many weeks because rookie wide receivers, rookie players in general are used to a college length season. They're used to a shorter college year and they kind of hit a rookie wall and go through a little lull and then right around 10, 11, 12, 
they shoot back up. And Olave is on that course. He's going to do exactly what Jamar did. Go dormant, go dormant. He's dormant right now. The question is, when does he explode? Probably will be this week or next week, if I had to guess. Meaning Olave is going to take a big step forward and become an absolute monster in one of the next couple weeks coming up. I'm hoping it's this week. I bet you hope it too. If you don't own Olave and your trade deadline is approaching, you better strike right now. If you have another week before your trade deadline is up, maybe you can make a move next week if he doesn't blow up this week. Inconsistency worries me with the the passing attack, sure. But Alave is a playmaker, and I think he starts creating waves from week 11 on. Get your popcorn ready. It's time to buy. This one is tricky because you don't know if he's coming back. You don't know. You might think you know, and we probably feel like week 12 you hear it's a possibility. Week 12 is going to be 50-50 and probably on the wrong side of 50-50. If we're being honest, when dad tells you that we're getting ice cream later, you're not getting ice cream, Bob. You're not getting ice cream. You know that. And so it's possible we're going to see Jamar Chase play in week number 12. Probably not going to happen at this point. I mean, let's be hopeful, but that's what they're saying. The word used is hopeful. And hopeful is not a great word when dad's talking about getting ice cream. Later on, which is like four hours from now, he's optimistic about it. But when four hours comes, dad's tired. Don't expect to get ice cream with Jamar Chase in week 11 or 12. The question is, the question you have to ask yourself, Bob, can you survive without him for one or two weeks? Do you have a winning record? Are you already locked into your playoffs? And does seeding not really matter to you? If so, this is a player you want to go trade for because he will be back in time to dominate and people that can't wait on him will trade him away on a discount. Understand what I'm saying. Not everybody should be in the Jamar Chase game. If you have four wins or five wins, you can't hold him. He's t- it's time to sell him. If you've got eight wins, why would you not go after Jamar Chase? Why would you not hold Jamar Chase? There are two different types of people. People that should own Jamar Chase right now and people that should not. There's risk in owning him. Some people feel it's worth the risk. He probably does come back. He probably does dominate at some point during the playoffs. And there are some people that can't make the playoffs if they hold on to this hope of Jamar Chase getting ice cream in week number 12. He's a buy. He's a sell. He's everything in between. Know your place. Read the room. And if you can't read it, I'll read it for you. Comment in my video or drop in a live stream. Drop a super chat. Drop a comment. I'll help you out. It's time to buy. Time to sell. Schmitty, this can't be a top five overall player. You're out of your mind. I saw your live stream earlier where you said that JT could be the number one overall player going forward. Schmitty, tell us how you really feel. Be honest. Nothing irks me more or makes me laugh in, in a good way than when somebody says something like, be honest. Do you really do you really believe what you're saying? Look at me and be honest with me. Look at me and tell me the truth. I won't get mad. Do I look like somebody that's going to come out and tell you a bunch of horse crap? Do I look like somebody that's going to just give you information and not believe it? I I don't really understand what's so difficult here. I truly believe JT is back. And you may not believe that. And that's okay. I really don't care. I care about my people, but someone that's going to come in and be a hater. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. Or a doubter, I love your take. I love everybody's take. I love respectful takes. But what I'm telling people that don't believe that JT's back, break it all down. Let me break it down for you. JT's healthy. He looks healthy for the first time. He didn't look healthy for weeks. He didn't look healthy. That is a big component here. The team wasn't blocking well. The offensive line was not doing their job. Highest paid offensive line around, and they're not doing anything. Head coach Jeff Saturday called him out. He said, I called out my offensive line, and I said, step up. Bad coaching, bad Bad play calling, low morale, no Matt Ryan. All of those things have changed on top of JT getting healthy and looking the part again. He was the number one overall player coming out of week one in everyone's mind. He dropped like 161 yards, I believe, in a touchdown in week one after being drafted the 1.1 across the board in the fantasy football industry. Comes out, drops a 160-plus yard rushing game, scores a touchdown, and everybody said, yep, he is the 1.1. People forget. And week number 10 did the same thing. Amazing, amazing, a bunch of crap in between where he was hurt. There was no quarterback, bad offensive line play, no head coach, no leadership, no play calling, nothing. It was a big nothing burger. Does anybody see the connection between him bouncing back, being healthy, and everything changing in between week one and week 10? If you can't see the connection between weeks two and nine being bad and week one and 10 being amazing, I can't help you. And I don't know that I need to help you because I want to help the people that want to beat you and I don't know that I need to help you because I'm going to help my people that are ready to take you down in the fantasy football playoffs baby buckle up get your popcorn ready get your JT popcorn ready JT's back I'm not saying he's running back one or number one overall player going forward but I'm saying if you don't think he can be you aren't giving this man enough credit this is Jonathan Taylor he's still the same player we drafted in August to be the 1.1 and if you believe that player is still not here if you truly think we were all off base and we didn't know what we were doing you've got another thing coming to you JT's going to remind you that he is capable of not only being a top 5 overall player or top 5 running back but he could be the number 1 overall player in fantasy football for week 11 on I'm not saying he will I'm not saying it's locked in I'm not saying I don't love Kenneth Walker CMC Saquon Barkley Justin Jefferson please understand what I'm saying I like if I'm drafting today I'm probably drafting JJ 1.1 everyone pretty much would do that but what I'm telling you and I don't think some of you are still listening because you're typing right now I can hear you How do you call him the 1.1? JJ's the 1.1, Smitty. You're not listening. Stop typing, Bob. Stop. JT can be the 1.1. Learn about it. Do it live. It's time to buy. There's a lot to like about Kadarius Tony walking into the remaining part of the fantasy football season. There's a lot to worry about because he's an injury-prone guy, according to most. And I understand why that might be a ridiculous statement for a guy that hasn't even been counted on enough to know if he's injury-prone or not. But I think we should give him a clean slate in KC, where I think he could be coached differently. I think he's going to be mentored differently. He's got a better passer throwing him the football than he's ever had in his life. And I think there's a real opportunity for this kid to become something very special. Curb your expectation and your enthusiasm because anything can happen. Happen. He's kind of a, a head case, in, in my opinion, because, you know, of some of the things we've seen in New York when he headbutted a, a staff member, got in a fist fight, I think all in the same game. And and there is some injury concern because he, he is a little reckless with his body. But the guy's phenomenal. 
in terms of skill set, talent, instinct, everything. And I'm pretty excited about what's in store for this kid in Kansas City and the opportunity with Juju out, Hartman on IR. There's ample opportunity. The door is wide open for this kid. Opportunity has come a knocking and the question is how good can he be there is no better time to use the phrase the sky is the limit Kadarius Tony is an amazing not only buy low but in some cases in your in your smaller leagues you can pick him up still Smitty he's not available in leagues are you out of your mind I play in the best leagues in fantasy football history there's always somebody in the comments these guys aren't available in my leagues what leagues are these it's like the worst joke in fantasy football history. It's like a dad joke. Wonder what leagues these guys play in. <laughs> worst joke in history. It's not funny. Stop using it. Look, Bob, not everybody plays in your exact league. It doesn't mean their league is lesser. It means their benches are smaller. In some ways, that's a harder league to navigate because you have three bench wide receivers and you got to decide who to cut. So stop with the dad jokes, bro. Kadarius Tony, very, very good go get moving forward. And, and, and I definitely, definitely love um, the upside here. It's time to buy. Does anybody think this is going to get better? I don't know that I feel like anything's going to get better. I feel like we're just going down a road. This is the the sunk cost fallacy I talk about in psychology. Your boy Smitty has a psychology degree, and uh, I'm going to use it. I'm going to dabble. Here I go. Uh, Sunk cost fallacy, throwing more good after bad. Are we really going to just keep going down this road because we've already gone down it enough? We've invested enough money in this, so we're going to keep throwing it at Bob, hey, how's that TPS report project coming that we sunk 10 grand into and we've got no return and no results yet let's plug 10 more k into it steve that's what we're talking about here with deandre swift at what point do we just pull the plug and by pull the plug i mean like get rid of him in in a crafty trade well what that what might that be uh maybe you throw him into a deal where you upgrade your quarterback into a josh allen who's a little doubted right now because he's got the elbow issue. And maybe you you throw him in and you just get a big upgrade. Maybe you take your wide receiver, let's call it Waddle, and turn it into JJ or turn it into Diggs by throwing Swift in. You can do a significant upgrade of one player by giving him away in a sense. And maybe that's what you do. If you can't get something that significantly helps you, I am not asking you to give him away for a ham sandwich. I'm not asking you to essentially just cut ties, drop him, uh, go get a Curtis Samuel. I'm not saying anything of the sort. I would rather bank on him bouncing back than give him to somebody else, watch him blow up, and then just want to scream. So, Understand what I'm actually saying here. Time to sell. Smitty, what are these two doing on the screen right now? These look like moon men. Well, you're right, Bob. These are moon men. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Space moon says. What are moon men doing on the screen, Smitty? Well, I'll tell you what. These two are by high candidates. By high? I've never... What is this buy high? I've never heard of this in my entire life. Okay, so don't go buy these guys at like extremely high value. You don't want to go chasing the numbers, but at the same time, they both dropped kind of dud games last week. They're both going into a buy week. This is a unique buy high situation because you're not going to be buying at the price tag that they're deserving of. You're going to be buying players that are ranked really high, but the buy week is going to put them at a significant discount temporarily because no one wants to wait on a buy week. 
on top of the bye week. Both of them had mediocre days in week number 10. So you got the double whammy. Coming off a bad week, going into a bye week, I'm a little upset. Let me go ahead and entertain an offer or two. Now, of course, if somebody's got eight wins, they're not going to be trading one of these guys on the low. But if someone's struggling, they don't know if they're making the playoffs. They're looking at these two individuals going, you failed me, you failed me at week nine. In the bye weeks here, they're vulnerable. We'll call this a vulnerable potential opening to go get two absolute monsters at a little bit of a discount, even off of a a potential buy-high scenario. Go get them, go get them now, do it live. It's time to buy. And now Marcus Andrews to the front stage. He's questionable again this week, but he's practicing. He's trending in the right direction. He's on the right side of 50-50. Now, could he sit week number 11? If he does, then even more of a reason to go get him. I fully believe that you're looking at, you're looking at one of the biggest league winners from week 11 on because people are freaking out. They've been waiting on him. Now he's questionable again. There's bad news in the morning on him, then good news in the afternoon. And and the layman out there, the fantasy football Bob, doesn't know the difference. He's reading the morning news, drinking his coffee from his, his metal thermos, and he's at work typing up his TPS reports. And the first news report comes in, and he goes... Oh no, oh no, he's, he's questionable, he didn't practice today. Then the media portion of, of practice ends, and then he comes out and practices. Then a new report comes out, and Bob doesn't see it. Andrew's practiced. Bob then emails me, or DMs me, or comments in my YouTube video. Schmitty, are we worried about... Mark Andrews, he didn't practice again today. Then I have to type, actually, he did. Why don't you relook at the news report? The news reports are weird on Mark Andrews, but they're beneficial because he's practicing. He's practicing. He's not practicing. He's practicing. Look, he's going to play, or if he doesn't play, he's going to play the next week. And I think he comes back on a terror. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. Know the risk involved when you're dealing with a player with an injury, like a hurt, a hurt shoulder. He could suffer a setback. He could get hit again right away and be out the next play. But I believe there's win a league potential in this guy right here that's going nowhere near his like late second to early third round equivalent value in terms of trade and if you can acquire him and he drops second round type return value on your investment you're winning leagues or you're you're that much closer to winning your league one of my favorite go gets the doors closing don't expect to be able to get him coming out of this week it's time to buy right in front of your face is a man named rashad white that we talked about all off season long and some of you held on to him, held on to him, complained, complained, and then cut him. And for that, you should be taking a lap. This man has the upside of being a top 8 to 12 running back going forward in PPR. And Tom Brady is re-motivated. He's going through a lot in his personal life. And I don't know. I've got a psych degree. I think I can dabble on this one again. I believe that Tom Brady is turning to football as his sense of uh, completeness right now. His sense of family. His sense of connectivity to other human beings. He looks more reliant on his teammates in football and community than he ever has before. He's motivated. He he can't control a lot of the external things going on in his life right now. And for anybody that's gone through what Tom Brady's going through, you understand what I'm talking about. He's probably got some anxiety. He's probably got a lot of 
pressure and, 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 and feelings that he can't control. What he can control is how he feels on the football field. A familiar feeling of camaraderie and going to battle with his teammates against bad teams in his division. He can walk into the playoffs. He can reset this team, reset the mindset, get everybody in tune and try and make a run at a Super Bowl and do something for him. Do something. I'm not saying right or wrong with what's going on around him. I'm not trying to speak to his personal life or all the financial stuff we're hearing about right now. I'm saying Thomas Brady is looking at the situation going, I can either worry about all this or I can tunnel focus on trying to defy all the odds and make everybody go, wow, again, wow, again. Did you see the state of this team midseason? Did you see what was going on in his personal life? Can you believe what this, this man just did? And part of this will be Rashad White, who is a PPR monster in the making. No one even knows because they aren't throwing to him yet that this guy's one of the best pass catching backs in the NFL right now. Watch his highlights from Arizona State University coming out of college. You'll be blown away by how good of a pass catcher and athlete this guy is. He takes a two or three yard gain and turns it into eight. He's slippery. He knows how to catch the football. He knows how to navigate open space. He's strong. He's a big version of Alvin Kamara. He can be a 100-yard rusher and be a 100-yard receiver in the same game. He is Alvin Kamara, but bigger version. And I'm so excited that this Moon Man, let me show you the Moon Men list. The Moon Men, dropping loads in outer space. Space Monsters. I'm so excited for this Moon Man to get his shot, to get his shuttle, to get his flight into outer space and I think he's going to hit a home run. Do you trade for him if the value's right? Do you sell him? No. I don't sell him. What are you going to get? Are you going to get somebody that's going to pay moon man value? I don't think so. Hold him. Make sure he's not on waivers in your league. I get DMs and again, everybody calm down because everyone's league size is different. Some people have four bench players, okay? They have to make tough decisions. I still get DMs to this day. Maybe it's four or five a day. Should I pick up Rashad White? Do you think I should? Is he? Do you really like Rashad White? Grab him. Hold him. He's got a bye week. That might be why some people aren't reacting. They can't afford to pick him up right now because they got small benches. In, in big leagues, he's gone. Say goodbye. This guy's going to explode. Absolutely love him. It's time to buy. Thank you for watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm live every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, about midnight Eastern. I'm live Sunday morning. I'm live Sunday evening. I'm live pretty much. Why don't I just go over when I'm not live? That might be a shorter amount of time that I could give you and, and easier to understand and grasp. And make sure you get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. That's my content site, Bob, where you get my trade calculator, which I invented in 2003, um, by all accounts. 2003, I, I, sat, I sat down and I said... There needs to be an instant-based trade calculator where you can click on this name and that name and it tell you immediately what to do. I've been evolving it ever since then. It is a, an amazing tool. It can handle multiple player trades. And I've got my one-on-one text device over on thefantasyfootballshow.com. Now, I'll see you at 7 p.m. Now, get out of here. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Smitty.